Welcome to The Cloaked. We are a collective of inquiring minds seeking answers to mysteries both past and present. Join us on our journey to discover that which remains hidden. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cloaked. I am your host, White Owl. Today we'll be talking about a missing 401 case. Uh, I do apologize for this late post. Uh, being the holiday here, has a time off. We will be reviewing the case of Melvin Nadell. Now Nadell uh, went missing in Picos, New Mexico. Uh, he went missing in 2009, September 6th. He is, well, at the time, he was 61. He is now 72, or would have been 72. He was 5'2", 135 pounds. And at the time of his disappearance, he was wearing a camouflage print jacket, shirt, pants, uh, underclothes, thermal socks, hiking boots, a Lucky 13 pendant, a black CEO watch. Nadell had a medical condition. He had injured his knee at the time of he of his disappearance, so he would have had that wrapped um, since uh, he had this a uh, really bad injury. And uh, you know, as we go into his case, obviously that was a factor of the distance he would have traveled. And so he, uh, you know, he goes hunting uh, to the these uh, uh, Elk Mountain area. And Santa Fe National Forest uh, near Pecos. Now, in Pecos, there's a there's a couple of other cases where other people have gone missing, but in this day, Nadell had gone bow hunting with two of his buddies, and so they get there, and you know they're ready to go hunting, they're ready to go do the thing, and Nadell separates. He takes like a short distance, so he couldn't walk very far. And something interesting that his wife pointed out was that he didn't really like to walk a whole lot. Now, another interesting thing is that he carried his forty-four special revolver with him. And uh, that day he took his uh, favorite, a black uh, favorite bowl, which was a black and white zebra print bowl. Uh, it was a striped arrows. And so he couldn't travel very far and he would be back by nightfall. So, you know, he wasn't going to go very far. He took his Jeep. He left his Jeep pretty far and he had his uh, own bag. He's had his own gear. He had his uh, backpack, which included a cell phone, a GPS unit. And, you know, he wouldn't normally carry this. Now, the dogs tracked Nadell's scent about 50 yards from his campsite. Um, and so the guys go out hunting. They separate. Nadell stays behind. The two, two of his buddies, they go ahead and they go out hunt. And they come back. And Nadell's not nowhere to be found. Now, Nadell is a Pilates instructor. He's also a black belt. He goes to the gym, so he's very fit. Uh, he used to own a jewelry store, and so he also has a first-degree black belt in Taekwondo. 
which you know he knows how to put up a, a good fight if that comes to if that goes down you know he he's he would be prepared and so you know again like i said he as a hunter he would sit and play the waiting game and would wait out there and you know try to see what would come along hopefully an elk of course and so he would wait out there now when his friends come back after they go hunting um they say that mel had gone to this area and he you know he would build this little area to where he could see the elk coming through so it was up top uh of the mountain in a slope and he would build this little cover of like branches and whatever he can find uh to cover himself and so you know he went to go hide and they found the area where he would be you know they found like broken branches and stuff like that where he was hiding and so you know around 7 p.m joan and his brother that's the friends returned back to campsite but mel was nowhere to be seen so they started searching the area they searched Mel's car where he had parked they go off the dirt road where he had they had seen him walking and nothing you know they thought well maybe he got lost right so after looking around Mel's nowhere to be seen so they start honking the horn of the car and they fired a couple of gunshots you know to inform Mel hey we're over here now the two men heard two shots that were fired back in the distance but then they didn't hear anything else they couldn't locate where the sound was coming from after some time the two men reported that Mel missing um, another individual had come by and they used a satellite phone to contact the authorities now again you know the drill search party came grew hundreds of officials and unofficial rescuers uh, search and rescue uh, they did a, a grid search plane horses dogs helicopters and they did a full search mel was never found they're not sure where he went again like i said they were able to trace his scent for 50 yards and then it just goes missing where did he go why only 50 yards you know what i mean like where 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 did he go did he just fucking vanish did he get picked up there's a theory that mel maybe how it got picked up by somebody um because the scent does get lost now it's been years people still go out there looking for him now they're thinking maybe he lost himself panicked started running through the woods firing his gun until he was found but no that's not the case and you know they only heard two shots and he had a cell phone so and well correction his jeep was locked near the campsite along with his cell phone and his backpack mel could not walk very well 
that bowl weighs a good amount to be walking with it. They didn't find anything. They didn't find any shoes, his boots, his any articles of clothing, his equipment. Now, the Wednesday of September 9th, a snowstorm moved into Pickles area, and the search was cut off. They restarted the next day. They did heat sensing equipment with the helicopters, and nothing. Mel's alleged footprints were found by search dogs. And that's why I led them to 50 yards. And then, again, no trace. Now, like I said, there is a lot of theories of where he had gone. But it doesn't look like he was attacked. There was no proof. They didn't find any blood or turn clothing. Again, like I said, he was carrying his gun. They found no empty shell casings, no prints, or any other evidence. Where was his belongings? There was no evidence of foul play, no signs of him in the wilderness. Searchers and the police speculated that he had ran off with someone else, maybe another woman. And investigators did find a new pair of women's pants in his Jeep at the hunting camp. Again, his stuff was locked. His cell phone was in there, his GPS. Um, his wallet was also found with all cards, cash, and ID. No money was missing. So his stuff was there. Where did it go? Now his wife, Edna, wasn't surprised by the small pants. My husband is a little guy, she says. And he's from the rock and roll era, and he liked his pants fit and tight. And it didn't matter to him that they were women's jeans if they fit. So, there goes the theory that he was, you know, maybe with another woman. And the idea is that he was caught by the other woman's boyfriend or husband or whatever. And then taken by force. So that's the theory, right? And that Mel had run off with someone else. But there's no activity in his bank accounts. So it wasn't a robbery. He wouldn't have left all his personal stuff. Mel also had a daughter at the time who was 18. I believe it was Christine. And so, you know, why would he leave his daughter? You know what I mean? Like, why leave all that behind? So it doesn't make any sense why he would do, he would do something like that. Um... Maybe he saw something. A lot of people said, maybe he, some kind of bear. You know, maybe he ran into a bear, ran off, got lost. And and he turned out to be way further than the initial grid area. You know, um, he's been missing for quite some time. You know, uh, 11 years now. And so it, it, it becomes very difficult. Because you go through all the scenarios of where he could, where he could have been, where he could have gone, and it's very difficult because the only other witnesses are his two friends, who separated to go a little bit further, and since Mel couldn't, there was no way for him to go with them. So where did he go? And there's a lot of theories that, you know. There's a theory that he ran with another woman. 
or somebody else, that other significant persons, significant other found out about it, or that he ran into maybe some people who were, you know, growing stuff out there. There's that theory, but there's always that theory um, in those cases. Um, he ran into something that he witnessed. There's that. There's the idea where, you know, he, he was chased by some kind of animal further down the forest. And he went in deep and got lost. Maybe he lost his gun on the way to outrun whatever was following him. Um, there, I mean, like I said, there's just so many ideas, so many theories. Um, and, and it goes even further into paranormal and to like, you know, uh, nobody really checked for radiation because of UFOs. And maybe there's something like that. Time slip, portal. I mean, because he disappeared suddenly after 50 yards of the dogs following his scent. So you ask yourself, where did he go? How did he just suddenly disappear from this area? Um, you know, like I said, there was another case um, from this little general area of, of Pecos. Um, and the other person uh, that had gone missing is by the name of Stanley Vigil. Who also disappeared in the same area. Um, you know, his case is a little different. But, you know, he again, same area. They say there's a Pecos Triangle there. But I couldn't really find anything else other than these two cases. Um, some people claim that they've seen some weird stuff in the sky at night. Um, apparently, it's been some creatures. Some crypto you know what I mean? Some Bigfoot. And the call that all kind of falls in line with some of the other stuff that we've talked about before. But, you know, it's very difficult to kind of pinpoint what could have actually happened to Mel. Again, um, you know, people have gone in after years of this happening and they've investigated the area. I know if people have gone down there with Geiger counters. Um, you know, they've gone out there with drones. Have they searched the area? And they've never come up with anything. And we, nobody knows. Nobody has an idea of what could have happened to Mel. You know, there's no evidence of anything. There's no, there's no gun wrapper. There's no, there's no footprints other than the ones they found, the scent that the dogs found. You know, it's, it's, it's very difficult when you don't have a whole lot of set of clues, um, to do your research on, but you know, it, it, again, there is an open investigation. He's still a missing person. Um, the New Mexico State Police has a file on Melvin Odell, still open. Uh, he went by Mel, like I said. Now you have any information, the 
Investigation Agency, like I said, it's New Mexico State Police, 505-827-9300. If you have any information, of course, you should inform them of anything if you knew Melvin Adele. And like always, guys, I try to we're trying to put more of the missing 401 case cases out there. I know you guys are very interested in that. And, and it's something of, of high interest. Uh, we try to put as much as information as we can. Try to find some good stories. Um, the Melvin Nadell case was actually more recently in the Missing 401 documentary. Uh, I believe it was The Hunted. And, you know, David Politis just recently came out with a new book. And it's a really good book. It's, it's also a really good documentary. Uh, I strongly recommend it. There is a lot of information. But again, you're more anxious to know what is going on out there. Um, in the documentary, David Politis goes over some of the few cases uh, related to hunters. Um, very, all these people are very knowledgeable years worth of experience of hunting and these are men who are well prepared for the most of most of the part most of the time they're very well prepared they have their full gear and a lot of mysterious circumstances tends to happen and he does go over some information that will prepare you for when you do go out there camping uh, or you do your hiking or a walkabout of, of sorts and so I again like I said I strongly recommend it if you're a big fan of the missing 401 cases it is very interesting to say the least um, he does touch a variety of subjects and you know it, it's surprisingly at the end it surprisingly touches some of the stuff that we've talked about which is very interesting. Um, again, like I said, I recommend it. Um, check out our other Missing 401 episodes that we've done. And hopefully you share, like, tell your friends, rate us on iTunes, and I will see you on the next episode. Later, guys.